Good morning, good morning, Rabotai. Breakfast today is sponsored uh, in in uh, the zechut of the complete refuah of Mordechai Tzvi Ben Blima Yehudit, and for the chizuki needs sponsored by Penina Soberman. Breakfast is also sponsored and dedicated in loving memory of Linda Falak, Lilunishmat, Yafa Bat Mazal, Alea Hashalom, sponsored by her son Jack Cookie Falak. Please, afterwards, stay and we will do the Hashkava. Uh, Rabotai, the Torah tells us that they, uh, Moshe Rabenu was commanded by Akadosh Baruch Hu to split the Jewish people and have these the blessings on one side and the cursings on the other side of the mountains. And on the one side they would say, Arur, 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 cursed is the person who doesn't do this, who does this, this terrible thing, does that, and everybody would say, Amen. And the Gemara tells us that on the other side, they would reiterate exactly the opposite of that, and they would say, blessed is he who does this, Baruch is he who does this. And each thing that they would say, Baruch, they would respond and they would say, uh, Amen as well, to indicate that they were accepting it. So there's a very interesting line here, and I want to tell you a story, something that happened to me just yesterday. The Torah says, Arur asher lo yakim et Torah azot la'asototam. Cursed is the one who does not raise up et Torah azot la'asototam, to do them. Now, literally, those words mean, cursed is he who does not lift the Torah. Okay? Now, what does it mean to lift the Torah? The Gemara actually asks it in a very poignant way. It says, V'chiyesh Torah nofalet? Like, is the Torah just falling that you need to pick it up? What does that mean? And the Gemara actually answers that there's a t- there are times when the keeping, the Shmirah of Torah and Mitzvot are in the toilet. Nobody's bit b- b- bothered to get busy with any of the mitzvot. People are saying, ah, who cares about this? Who cares about that? A person who stands up and says, no, come on. You sometimes find ideas like this, not in their major expressions, but in their minor ones. And let me explain what I mean by that. The Gemara says, who was someone who said, who responded to this call? The Gemara tells us that uh, there was a king over Israel. And he finds a Sefer Torah in a time when the Jewish people have forgotten all about Torah and mitzvot. They have a Beit HaMikdash, but they're all worshipping idols. Okay? In the first Beit HaMikdash, one of the reasons why it was destroyed is because they were worshipping idols. So they have a Beit HaMikdash, but they're not serving God. Nobody is listening or following the Torah. And all of a sudden there's one king. And what's the king's name? Ma'ashim Shalamelech. No. No. He finds a Sefer Torah. Mi HaMelech. Yoshiyahu? Yoshiyahu Zaya? Yoshiyahu. He finds this, he finds this uh, Sefer Torah and the page that it's open to is Arur Asher Lo Yakim Et Torah Azot. And he's shaking. He's shaken to the core. And he stands up and he says, Alay Hakim. It is on me. Nobody else is doing this. Alay Hakim. It is on me to raise the Torah up. And what does he do? 
He gets everyone. He fixes the Beit Hamikdash. He raises money for Bedek Habayit. He fixes the Beit Hamikdash. He gets everyone to learn Torah. He brings everyone all the way back to the point, Rabotai, that if you remember, the the pasuk says in Echa that Yoshiau was almost going to be Mashiach. In fact, he made one mistake that made him not be Mashiach. Does anyone know what it was? The Navi told him, don't go out to war. It's not the right time. And Yoshiau says, no, we're going to go out to war and Hashem will help us. He, what did he lose Mashiach for? Because he had too much emunah. The rabbis explain that absolutely. When you have a Navi and the Navi is telling you what God says, don't say, I have emunah. Because Hashem told you what to do in that moment. Is this clear? So therefore, in that moment when he showed, he couldn't take the direction. He thought he knew better than the Navi. He thought he knew better than God's word to the Prophet. In that moment, he lost his chance to be the Mashiach. And that's why it says, and Ruach Apenu, the breath, the breath of our, 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 our very breath was taken from us. Mashiach Hashem nilkad b'shkitotam. He'd been captured. Rabotai, these words of Yoshiahu, it is on me. I have to set up, I have to stand up for the Torah of Hashem. Doesn't only mean when everybody's worshiping Abu Dazara. Alay Hakim, Rabotai, also means when a person sees a breach, they see something that's not right, and they say, I'm going to stand up, even if it's embarrassing, and set this right. That's what it means, Alay Hakim. Can I give an example? Let's say you have a scenario where you come Shabbat Minyan in the morning. Now, this might not happen in our synagogue, Baruch Hashem, but sometimes you could be part of a Minyan, or you're on vacation. And everybody's in vacation mode. Have you ever gone to what I call vacation minyan? Does that have happened? You're in the hotel, you get 10 guys, and, and people are sitting there and they're praying, but they're in vacation mode and the sun is shining and it's on a resort and they're talking all the way through tefillah. No one wants to be the dip that says, shh. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. So some guy gets up and he skips like, you know, all the halilukas, and he's looking, Yishtabach, and everyone's like, <laughs> they're laughing. Vacation minyan. Anything goes in Hotel California and in vacation minyan. Right? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and everybody's laughing, and it's funny. Alayla Akim is the guy that says, Rabotai, Tefillah. He. Please. Torah. You have someone who's giving a Devar Torah and there's people standing and talking in the back as an example. And you know what? It's not the right thing. People are trying to learn then. You want to talk, talk to somewhere else. Alayla Hakim means that a person says to them quietly, respectfully, Mechila, we're trying to listen to words of Torah, it's not Kavod. Forget for the person, it's not Kavod. For what's it called? For the words of Torah. That's Alayla Hakim. Yesterday, I was Zocheh to have Alayla Hakim. I'm walking down uh, 3rd Avenue, Rabotai, and I want to share with you something that happened yesterday. Okay? I'm walking down 3rd Avenue. I had to go shopping. And as I'm walking down 3rd Avenue, what happens? I see a man walking out of Juice Press. Okay, it's a juice store. And the guy is like distraught. He's wearing like a biking Nike jacket and biking shorts. And he's, he's destroyed. I don't know if he's Jewish or not. 
and he runs up to, there's a homeless guy sitting on the floor in front of the store. And he runs up and it looked like he was going to attack the homeless guy. So I almost wanted to get in there and defend him. And he's shaking the homeless guy and he says, did you see him? Did you see him? And the homeless guy says, what are you talking about? What do you mean did I see him? He said, did you see the guy get, get riding away with my bike? And the homeless guy said, I don't know what you want, but Aziz, Aziz, nobody, he's not him. He's sitting there. He, he's, he's going crazy. The, the homeless guy like runs away, he's afraid. I said, sir, you, he looked very upset and he's looking around. And you know New York City, nobody cares. Right? Some guy, somebody could be dying on the street. You step over the guy and you cross at the traffic light, you know? That's, you know, New York City. So what happens? He's, this guy's, you know, tr- looking around. He's like, somebody, anybody, anyone see my body? Anyone see? Anyway, out of everybody on the street, who's wearing a kippah and looks like, like a Jewish my guy? Me. I notice people's eyes. Looking at you. Looking at me. Like, who's going to do something here? Who's going to do something? Who's going to help this guy whose bike was just stolen? $12,000 e-bike. Ooh, one of those guys. Who's going to help him? Of course, the guy with the kippah. So I stepped in. I took out my phone. I said, sir, calm down. I want you to think, okay? Is your phone with the bike? He thinks, oh my gosh. My phone's with the bike. I said, if your phone's with the bike in the bag of the bike, let's quickly, before the guy realizes, let's find your iPhone. Now, I have an Android. You can't track an iPhone from an Android. You can only track, you can only track from another iPhone. So I said, do you know someone who has an iPhone? He says, yes. I said, take my phone. Call him now. And people are gathering around looking to see how this guy's going to help with the, with the kippah, right? And the guy says, the guy says, oh my God, he calls his best friend and he's like, you know, they stole my bike. I don't know, they got my bag, they got my thing, they got my, my phone. He's like, try, try, try tracking my iPhone. Um, okay, he's got, he, the, guy's, the guy's on, he's tracking his iPhone. He, hand, he hangs up. I said, the next thing we're gonna do is we're gonna call the phone. Uh, maybe we'll speak to the guy, you know, offer him a reward. The guy, we call the phone, ring, 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 ring. Doesn't pick it up. But now he knows that he has a phone in the bag. I call him back a second time, straight to answer phone, to the, he, shut he shuts it off. Now he knows they're tracking him, right? So the guy runs inside the juice box, like, okay, call the police, tell them where it is. Maybe he couldn't gotten far, it was just a couple of seconds ago. Tell them you have to track the iPhone. Maybe you could track the GPS of the bike. The bike also has a GPS. Let's, you know, let's sort it out. And I'm helping him, making the phone calls, da da da. He's so appreciative, okay? We're in juice, we're in juice, we're in juice press. All of a sudden, I, the guy says, um, do you have any cameras? And the store, Juice Press says, yeah, actually, we do have a camera. And, we, and where is it? It's right in the corner of the store, right, right by the door. So he says to the guy, so the guy says, oh, brilliant. Can I see the tapes of the, of the, the, the CCTV tape? So the person from Juice Press says to this guy, this happened yesterday afternoon. This guy says, he says to him, he says, you know, we have the camera there, but the camera inside the circle is facing inside the store. You don't see anything outside the store. The guy's like, oh, he's so upset. I said, hold on. You know that, and I know that, but the Ganav doesn't know that. So I said, Michila, I'm going to send him a text message to the phone that's off. I send the message at 5 o'clock roughly. I know the chief of police. If it is not returned to Juice Press 
with my phone now, you will suffer the consequences. Return it and no questions asked. Your choice. We are getting the camera footage from Juice Press now. And I sent a picture with an arrow showing the camera in Juice Press. <laughs> Had that doesn't know that the camera doesn't face outside. Yeah, about 45 minutes goes by. The guy sends me back a text, three words. The ganav. Pay me 600. Oh, he wants money. He wants money. Pay me 600. Immediately after I get the text, I call the guy. The guy's with the, at the police station. I call, how did I get to the guy, get in touch with the guy? I was thinking, I have to call, I don't know, because it's an hour later. But I remembered that he called his friend. So I just went back to the last number that I had in the phone that wasn't uh, with a name. I called the friend, I, the guy just called me now. He's, you know, $600, he wants, he'll, he'll do the switch. I text him back, owner will be in touch now. This is at 6.45. At 9.45 p.m., I walked home, I got home after the class, I got a message. Hi, Rabbi Farney. I'll forgive him, he forgets the line of the H. You're amazing. This is, etc. the guy's name. And I got my bike and my phone back. You're my mazal. <laughs> Turns out the guy, Jewish guy. So we, my, I went in for one mitzvah. I went in for the mitzvah of, of Alay Hakim to try and stand up for the Torah values when everybody else is walking by. And not only did I get Alay Hakim, I also got the mitzvah of HaShavat Aruch Hashem. So, and maybe even, I get, I don't know if the guy who is the Ganav is a Jew, maybe, I hope not. But if he is, maybe I also got I'm not really sure. But the point is, when a person understands, you could step in there and you could stand something up. It could be on you to hold up the Torah. Now, I have to say, Rabotai, there's something magnificent about these words, and I want everybody to walk out into this day with these words banging around in their head. It doesn't say, Alenu lehakim. Alenu means on us, plural. Alai means on me. Why did he say that word? And the answer is, I mentioned this in the class a couple weeks ago, there's an idea in psychology called the diffusion of responsibility. Diffusion of responsibility is a very famous case. There was a woman, her name was Kitty Genovese. She's killed and she's screaming and there's lots of bystanders. And nobody does anything. And she dies. Because nobody got involved. Why did nobody get involved? They studied it. Eventually, they coined the term the bystander effect. The bystander effect means I'm just a bystander. I'm just standing outside. This is not for me to do. Someone else is going to do it. There's a diffusion of responsibility. If the, if the responsibility is on all of us, then the responsibility is on none of us. Because everybody says, the other guy is going to do it. The other guy is going to do it. You know what my mother used to tell us? You know, as a kid, you get annoyed at the Shabbat table. You say, pass the hummus, nobody passes it. Pass the hummus, nobody passes it. Pass the hummus, nobody passes it. Could someone pass the hummus? Remember that as a kid? You know what my mother used to say? Say somebody's name. Say, mechila. Sammy, Mechila, Yosef, Pesach Humus. Because the minute you say Pesach Humus, everyone at the table, oh, someone else will do it. The minute you say, you, Yossi, Pesach Humus, what happens? Someone passes the Humus. Says the Gemara, Alayla Hakim. Alayla Hakim. 
Now, again, I need you guys to understand this. The Lashon of the Torah, therefore, is expressed in a singular Lashon. Why? Arur Asher Loyakim. Not Asher Loyakimu. Not Loyakimu, which would mean the ones that stand up plural. Singular. You know what that means, Rabotai? Every day, when you walk out, you have to have the thought. The Torah, morality, spirituality, God's purpose for the world, it rests on whose shoulders? Mine. Mine. Could you imagine that? God takes the Jewish people out of Egypt. He gives the Torah on Har Sinai. And, and whose shoulders is that on? All of that. The man, the miracles in the desert, the Beta Mikdash, the history of the Jewish people. Right here, Boaz. Boaz has Baruch Hashem big shoulders. So he has good ones for this. Right? But bottom line, it's on me. What am I going to do in order to be able... So you can't say, I have a rabbi, he does stuff. <laughs> I have a religious friend, he's the guy. Alayl Hakim. And when a person steps aside and says, it's not my problem, then what happens? Nikhnas, like the Gemara says, he falls under the category of Arur. Why? Why? Because Biracha in this world is given based on what you're producing. It's built, the reason why you were created was to be able to give and to play your part in this world. Now, just like at work, if you mess up again and again and again, you know what happens? The boss gives you less and less and less responsibilities. They give you smaller and smaller and smaller cases with smaller and smaller and smaller returns. The more you do, the more you get. So there's a direct correlation between the taking of responsibility and the receiving of opportunity. May God bless us to always be Bichlal Baruch, Velo Bichlal Arur. May God bless us in every circumstance to ask ourselves, what, the, what would the Torah want from me here? And then to step in and to not be afraid and to not be embarrassed, to say the right thing. That's not how you treat somebody. It's really not nice to say it like that. Do you understand how hurtful those words could be to somebody in this situation? These words, you, you are literally holding up the words of the Torah. And Rabotai, like the Gemara says, telling us on the words, on the words in the Pasuk, if not for the words of the Torah, for the, you know, the, the power of the Torah and the Mitzvot, You're not only holding up the Torah, but he who holds up the Torah holds up the entire world. Says the Gemara in Kiddushin, and we'll end with this, a person should always see himself as chetziyav zakai vechetziyav hayav. I have 50% misvot, 50% averot. I do one mitzvah, I turn my whole world to the side of beracha. I turn my whole world into a world of sadiq, of righteousness. Then the Gemara continues. And the Gemara says that the same way that every man, every human needs to think that way, Humanity as a whole, the world also needs to think that way. That means that the world is 50% good. 50% hospitals and gemachs and 50% you know, education opportunities and 50% kindness. But it's also 50% batih, 50% you know, zenut, 50% you know, cruelty, 50% war. The world is at an equal stage. Asa mitzvah achat. You did one mitzvah. 
הכריעה את עצמו, he turned himself ואת כל העולם כולו לצד זכאי. That could be my one act of mitzvah, is holding up the, entire of the, the entirety of Torah, but, and the entirety of the world. Men, women, and children, from one mitzvah. From, you never know! And that's the point. May God bless us with the courage, with the ability, amen. to always make such a beautiful difference. Baruch Adonai Amen ve'amen. Rabbi